Good morning, this is Haim Goodman-Strauss with The Math Factor, and we continue our journey down memory lane with Math Factor number 4 from February 15, 2004. You can still write us with the answer. It is mathfactor at uark.edu or mathfactor.uark.edu. I should add that the music we close out with, I bought the CD just for this episode, and it has rewarded me handsomely with hours and hours of fabulous listening time. This is Sunday Ozarks at Large. I'm Kyle Kellams. I'm with Heim Goodman-Strauss. Good, good morning. Good morning. Math professor at the University of Arkansas. Came in with the theme from Bonanza, and we have a specific reason for that. Right. So last week, after we uh, we were we gave the problem, you mentioned um, a similar thing that had come up in a Bonanza episode. Bonanza, you know, is a source of all kinds of mathematical <laughs> lore. So, and we'll get to the the last week's puzzle in a minute. But it reminded me of an episode of Bonanza where Haas and Adam were out on the street somewhere in Virginia City, I suppose, and uh, kind of a variation of three card Monty. This guy was trying to get Haas to lose some money. And the idea was there were three cards, two were aces, one was a king. Mm-hmm. And they were shuffled around. Right. They would be and, face up, then he'd put uh, them over, and then he'd mix them up. And Haas picked one in the middle. The gentleman rolls over the first one, and it's an ace. So that uh-huh. means now one of the two cards is going to be Haas's. Well, Adam comes up. He's seen this before. He puts a knife in the middle card and says, don't turn that one over. Turn over the other one that Haas didn't pick. Well, it's an ace. So therefore, they said, look, this one must be the king in the middle. Well, it turns out. The guy had done some sleight of hand, and they were all aces. But the only way Adam could get Haas to win the bet... Well, in fact, in fact, even if the guy had not been cheating, right. that was, in fact, the correct thing to do. So let me just get this straight. There are three cards down on the table. Two mm-hmm. of them are aces and one's a king. Right. And they're, uh, and Haas picks one of them. Right. And then basically Adam told him to switch. Oh, no, sorry. The, uh, the, the, the guy flips one over one, right. and there's a king. And then... Adam tells him to switch. Right. So that's exactly like our problem from last week. Right? Yes, we had the diabolical Dr. N last week. That's right, the diabolical Dr. N. He had the three doors, right? right. And we don't really know what his motivations were. <laughs> no. But uh, <laughs> behind two, there were ferocious beasts, and behind the third door, there was a fabulous prize. But you didn't know which door, of course, had which. And so you were allowed to pick a door, and he opens up one of the other doors to reveal a ferocious beast. And then you're asked whether or not you should switch. Okay, so let's say. Now, okay, I'm sorry. Now, go ahead. A lot of people think that the, you should switch because the thing is 50%. That there's you've increased your odds to 50% because now there are two doors, and they're both equally likely. It seems to have a thing behind it, but that's actually wrong. That's not correct. You should, it's actually even better than that. And five people actually gave the correct answer that it's two thirds probability that if you switch, you will win the fabulous prize. And I especially like uh, Neil Gupta's thing. He starts off, he says, you should always switch. I don't know the exact mathematical reasoning as to why. And then he goes on and gives the exact mathematical reasoning, which I think is an important thing to say because a lot of these problems, people do have intuition, and perhaps you don't know how to phrase it in precisely what seems like the appropriate technical way. But he gives exactly the right idea. So this is... So wait, if if let's say it's doors one, two, and three. Mm -hmm. I've selected door number two. Right. Door number one's open, reveals a tiger. Right. I should switch from two to three? Adam tells you to switch. (laughs) I don't see why. Well, it's actually really, uh, yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't it? 
Well, it, it, <laughs> it's more than weird to me. It's a mystery. I don't understand. Okay, well, well, basically, it's like this. You have um, a two-thirds chance of being wrong the first time out, right? Uh-huh. Two-thirds of the time you would wrong. Now, if you had been wrong, that means you would have picked one of the tigers. Right. And then the other tigers revealed, and the remaining choice is the right one. So two-thirds of the time, right off the bat, you were wrong the first time, and if you switch, you, you're given the opportunity to make it right. And one-third of the time, you were right the first time, and switching would be bad for you. So, in fact, that's the reason. So the odds are with you. If you switch. If you switch. Actually, it's kind of neat. There's, uh, I did a little Google search. Here, well, let's just type up our <laughs> imaginary radio computer here. Okay. If you do a Google search on Monty Hall, goats, and probability, up come something like 800 sites devoted to just this problem. <laughs> And including uh, at least a couple of dozen Java implementations where you can actually experiment with this and sort of see that it really does pay off to switch. So put in Monty Hall, goats. And probability. And probability. I shouldn't really reveal these (laughs) secrets, but... All right. So so another puzzle for uh, next week to to ponder over the next few days? Well, um, can we cue up some Marty Robbins? All day I face the barren waste without the taste of water. Well, Haas must cross the blazing desert on foot to Fort Vulcan five days walk away. Trouble is, he can only carry three days worth of water, and there ain't none along the way. He can, however, bring along porters, and they can each carry three days water themselves. So he needs five days and he can take three days of water at any time. And he can bring people along with him who can carry three days water. But they're going to need water, too. Oh, yeah. Trouble is, they drink <laughs> water, too. But he can dismiss any porter at any time, sending them away and taking whatever water they won't be needing to get home. Oh, and okay. he can also leave water along the route, so this little station, so that the, to help them on their way home. Okay. Now, the question is, how many porters will be needed? And wait, there's a bonus problem with a bonus prize. Haas is considering a walk to Fort Etna, 10 days walk away. How many porters will this require? Now, I thought actually we could maybe do a sort of a simpler version of this just to sort of talk it through. Okay. So uh, so perhaps he's going to Fort Krakatoa, mm-hmm. four days walk away. Okay. Or maybe, I don't know, Fort Fuji or... Or Fort know. Smith. Fort Smith. <laughs> so anyway, he's going to... Um, on a four-day walk, and so that one we can see only requires one porter. Because so they set out together with uh, six days of water, water between them. Mm-hmm. They walk for a day, mm-hmm. and then he, uh, the porter, they each have two days worth of water with them, right? Right. And he takes one day's worth of water from the porter. Right. So now he's got three days worth of water. He's got enough to get home. I mean, get on to Fort Krakatoa. Right. And. The porter now has one day's worth of water, and, and he's only to get home. traveled one day, so right. he can turn around and okay. Yeah, it takes a pencil and paper. Right. Uh, if you want to enter, go to kuaf.com. Scroll down a little bit from that main page. You'll see the Ozarks at Large icon, and you can go there. Excellent. To read, and you can always just enter by going to kuafinfo at uark.edu. Kuafinfo at uark.edu. We'll give you that again at the end of the program. Great. See you next week. Thanks, I'm. 
Ooh.